Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good morning, Merry Marvelites. Welcome back to another very exciting installment of Marvel Movie News. Always excited to be here and uh, everyone who joins us in the live chat. And if you watch the archive version, please leave your comments in there. Uh, joined making a triumphant return, the one, the only Rachel Goodman, who is here with us. And in a short little while, about 10 minutes, our friend Zia Anderson will uh, return. She uh, needs to make a grand entrance. You know, it's uh, we, we, we need to, to, you know, pay attention to her when she comes in. Rachel, you're happy to just come in at the beginning of the show. And I appreciate that. Of course, yeah. I mean, I had to be here, especially to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, and uh, everyone who <laughs> wants to know, we will carve out time at the end of the show when Zia will actually leave again. She's given us a tight 30 minutes, and we appreciate that. Uh, we are going to talk Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end. Uh, you'll be able to catch Rachel and I tonight over on AfterBuzz TV at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show, where we'll only talk about episode five, which I enjoyed thoroughly, but uh, Rachel uh, has uh, missed talking about episodes two through four. So we'll kind of do, maybe we'll spend about 10, 15 minutes and we'll kind of generally talk about all those episodes. So if you're not caught up, we are going to drop some spoilers, but that's at the end of the show. So stay here with us. And where are we coming to you live from today? Well, the palatial offices of the Daily Bugle, of course. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can find us at youtube.com slash popcorn talk network and follow us on twitter at marvel news ptn at the popcorn talk our pal in the star jammer colt Badeau, does most of the maintenance over there and i would say 90 percent of the stories that i bring to this show that are news are because colt posted them there and i'm like oh that's really interesting like a little in a little bit we're going to talk about how we have a date for or a soft date for Hellstrom. I only know that because Colt told me. Uh, and if you're wondering, uh, Zach Wilson is uh, still away. Right now he's on a deadline. He's trying to finish a big feature for the Daily Bugle's uh, Sunday magazine. But uh, Robbie Robertson told him he could have the week off again. We'll see him soon. But I don't know. We don't really need anyone else. Uh, but, uh, you know, Rachel and I, we, we can handle all of this. But uh, I wanted to start with the fact that Black Widow was trending last night. And man, when a movie is trending at this point, there's only one thing I can think. Uh-oh. Canceled. Now when's that Moved. one coming out? Is that like yeah. November 2021? But as of right now, still scheduled for November 6th. Uh, you know, that's still a little far out for uh, for for anybody to feel like they have to move it. Um, so uh, it was uh, basically people were saying that it started trending because it was a lot of, hey, which of these movies are you excited about? I think most people maybe movie studios theater owners wanted everybody to say christopher nolan's tenet uh because that's the first big release that we're going to get i guess at the end of july 
So, uh, Rachel, did you see that? And did you have the same concerns about poor Natasha that I did? Yeah, I was waiting for them to move it. I mean, we know that um, Eternals is not coming out now until February 12th, 2021. Um, When I saw that Black Widow was trending, I immediately took to the interweb and (laughs) literally, like I tried to find anything that was, you know, maybe updating the release date, but no, it's from what I can see, just like you, Christian, it's still November 6th of this year. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried though, but, um, I hope that they do stick to that date, especially with things reopening. Yeah. And look, uh, I mean, movie theaters, uh, are scheduled to reopen, uh, you mm-hmm. know, in, in various places, but it seems in most places by the middle of July. So somewhere in the next one month, a lot of movie theaters are going to be open. Uh, Christopher Nolan really wants that movie to come out in July for some reason. And, uh, you know, they're inclined, look, you got to put something, it's a lot of, a lot of what's scheduled are those sort of, you know, special, uh, you know, one night showings through that company Fathom Events. It's like you can see the Blues Brothers or uh, I think one of them is Airplane. You know, I, I remember the comedies, but there's a bunch of other ones. And so people are, you know, gearing up for those sort of releases to kind of ease people back into the idea of going to the movies. Now, Rachel, I know that uh, this is not why you weren't here last week, but because it, they there aren't drive-ins open at 11 a.m., but you actually went to a drive-in much as I did uh, about so, a couple months ago. Yeah, I actually went last week on Thursday. Yeah, and, just um, not during this show. No, not no, not during the show at night. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is that a lot of movies now. Um, I went and I saw this movie called The Rental, which mm-hmm. um, David Dave Franco was the director. Allison sure. Brie was one of the stars. But the whole thing is that they are now starting to do releases and premieres at drive-ins so i'm almost wondering if that's you know if that if movie theaters like i know that they are starting to open but there may be a spike in cases they may not be able to open eventually who knows we don't know um i'm wondering if maybe the wave of the future might be drive-ins and well i think there are still people that that are maybe a little concerned and you know my wife sent me something that they're planning you know in southern california they're planning on having a a drive-in i guess out at the at the Maybe it's at the parking lot, I guess, at the Rose Bowl, which, I mean, you know, the Rose Bowl accommodates like 90,000 people or 110,000, I think, now that I say it out loud. So, you know, they might might do that sort of a thing where you get your impromptu drive-ins, not the ones that already existed. And we won't spend too much time on this, but our very own Mr. Fantastic back in the Baxter building. I know, Ryan, you went to a drive-in just the other night as well. You went to the same one I did in Corona, right? That is true. I did. I um. did I challenge him? Did you? <laughs> I caught him off guard. I did. Yeah. I did do that. I did do that. Uh, yeah, what what to, movies did you see? Was it like a new a new ish release, or was it like a classic? Know, I went with someone, and <laughs> we. Uh... So you didn't really see the movie. All right. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's not what we're getting at. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't no, we we went to a movie that was just convenient oh. uh, time for both of us, and uh, we ended up seeing The Lodge, which is a horror movie. For yeah, me. how was that? Um very okay uh if you want to talk <laughs> about a movie about like are, am i in limbo am i in uh the, am i am i dead am i alive it's that type of movie and um clearly there's you an know, exciting thing going on in the in, that's all right <laughs> hey we know how exciting it is there at uh at popcorn talk slash after buzz you know that should actually go on the poster for some movies very much okay you know very much a, okay you can check there's a few movies letterbox <laughs> Well, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, you know, look, there are going to be movies coming out and look, I think movie theaters being open, the actual physical go inside, sit indoors at the theater 
that there are going to be plenty of people that want to go there. You have people that, you know, now that you've done it and I've done it, I've even talked to my wife. She's very comfortable with the idea about going back to a drive-in, less comfortable about going to a movie theater. But, you know, by the time the movies comes out, any of these specific movies come out, who knows? And I know we've talked about this before, but this is sort of always an evolving story because now, since we were on last week, major theater chains like Regal and AMC have actually started to set opening dates. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and we'll talk more about it in the future. But I, I did kind of want to chime in because also trending in addition to Black Widow was New Mutants. And I'm like, oh, well, clearly that's going to get moved again. <laughs> and again, as of right now, <laughs> it hasn't been. That yes. was, uh, it was also trending. And I still say, love Black Widow, want to see her, Scarlett Johansson's great. Still more excited for New Mutants because it's different. I want to see what it is. Now, after I've seen it, maybe I'll be less excited. But the fact that it's as different, I love those characters. That's what I'm still most excited about. Uh, go ahead. I, I mean, I'm very excited for New Mutants because I agree, it does feel very different. Um, it feels more like a horror, which seems yeah. to be the trend of, you know, I mean, it just seems to be the trend of where Marvel is going, like even Doctor Strange, sure. which I know we're going to talk about we that are, later. Yeah. Um, but this trend of moving into like the horror genre with Marvel, um, I'm excited to see what they do with New, New Mutants, but I am excited for the backstory of Black Widow and to kind of, I, I want to see Taskmaster and yeah, totally. really get a sense of what's going on there. I've also heard rumors that with Black Widow, we might get a Robert Downey Jr. cameo. Um, so I am- he's, he's, he's still alive, you know? He's still I mean, alive, yeah. And uh, it, it, I don't know if it's going to be new footage or they're using, they're repurposing old footage, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be they'll repurpose footage, but it'll be from less than zero. So it'll be a very young Robert Downey Jr. So it'll be very confusing. I don't think they quite understand what they're doing. Or maybe he'll be as Chaplin. But either way, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, I don't know. Let us know in the chat. Uh, you know, uh, we I know we ask this every once in a while, and there are some people that are all gung ho, can't wait to go back to the movies, and uh, I I respect that feeling. I I wish I had that that same level of excitement. But again, I think it changes as the idea of actually seeing some of these new movies comes out. Uh, very intrigued by this Christopher Nolan movie. And, and yes, I know it's not our universe, but yes, very much want to see Wonder Woman 1984. It's just really that New Mutants is before all that stuff, allegedly, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, something that's not, it, you know, it's Marvel's parent company now. You know, it has been announced that uh, Disneyland here in Southern California was supposed to open on uh, July 17th. And, and that is currently on hold, but uh, I think in large part due to sort of a later release of what the regulations are. I actually thought Universal Studios Hollywood was actually reopened already. So I didn't even realize that all theme parks were, were uh, on hold at the moment still. So. Yeah. And not to get too off topic here, but it's, I mean, I know, you know, that Disney World is already open. They are taking yeah. reservations for people to go to the park parks plural yeah um yeah so i mean just you know with the way that things are kind of hanging in limbo in california right now um yeah. i'll be very interested to see what happens well, with the movies. yeah i mean i i think it's a lot easier to contain you know uh to clean and and you know keep people comfortable go sitting down in a movie theater then it's like a big wide open theme park but that's outdoors so yeah we'll see yeah. 
So uh, Ryan will bring Zia in whenever she's uh, ready to join us. Uh, I think she's being punctual for the first time in her life. And here's the funny thing uh, with uh, Zia Anderson will be joining us in a moment. And there she is live from Hogwarts. Hi, Zia. Hey, guys. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever, mostly because I haven't talked to you in forever. We haven't talked to in besides text messaging, which is like, yeah, it's been forever. Which I think our, our text messages would, would get us both canceled if people actually saw what we say to each other. It's yeah, very, un, very unkind. Let's not show that to anyone. I'm going to delete, I... I'm gonna delete you as a contact in my phone. You know, uh, we, we were uh, just in the middle of kind of talking about this idea of, you know, people, movie theaters are going to open and people were talking about what they're most excited for. Uh, there was a lot of, that's a reason that Black Widow was trending yesterday. I still put New Mutants ahead of Black Widow. Uh, and the only reason I bring it back, right back up is because not too long ago you felt that way, but have you soured on the New Mutants? Or are you still excited? Let's take out of it the sitting in a movie theater and watching it. Let's just talk about the movie itself first. No, I'm still excited. I still, I still want to watch it. Why am I so you, far? You want to see the demon bear and you want to see Lockheed the dragon. And yes, and, I just want to see what it is. And I want to yeah. see the soul. So I, like, I want to see, I just, I want to see what the movie is. There's been so much freaking hype. I've been, oh man, I I've been doing my own Twitch channel for too long. I have to watch my mouth when I'm here. I, I, um, I know. I, I almost had to virtually hand you the swear jar. I saw what word you like, almost oh no. said. It was freaking. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, by the way, when we were in the live chat, well, before we started, I said, good news, everyone. Zia is returning today. And your friend Rock said, good news, Christian? Are you feeling okay? And I'm like, well, good news <laughs> for everybody except me. So uh, everyone watching, it's good news. Um, and uh, we, But we do appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time. Uh, but uh, that, that was kind of really all we had covered uh, thus far because uh, I'm very long-winded. That's what happens. Uh, but you know this. Everybody yeah, well, I don't this. miss that. No, <laughs> nor should you. But uh, if, uh, if say that, say the New Mutants comes out August 28th, do you think uh, maybe you'd uh, drive to a drive-in? You think you might go to the movies? I or... might go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah I'm getting to a point where like, I feel like it's it's time. It's time to go see a movie. I'm ready. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was saying to Rachel when when you jumped in is like, you know, Disneyland's opening a little later than expected, but to, to you know, basically spray down the movie theater and keep it clean, I feel like it's a more controlled environment. Yeah. And they're probably by the end of August, if, if movie theaters do open in the middle of July, at least here in Southern California, that's all I know, is, you know, they'll probably be at like 50% capacity. And that's so much better than what we used to get. Can we just do 50% capacity <laughs> in movie theaters forever? You know, just just put it on twice as many screens. It's fine. There's only going to be like four movies out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, put that's Tenet true. on four screens, New Mutants on two. You know, it's fine. Uh, let us know in the chat what you think. And especially if you're in the chat and you're somewhere that I know they're not major chains, but there are small independent movie theaters that are open. Has anybody been to a movie? Uh, let us know what you're uh, thinking about all of that. Uh, we were talking also sort of about New Mutants representing this horror direction. And of course, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will represent that too. And the beauty is that people just talk to Bruce Campbell about it because Sam Raimi's directing it. And I also think because everybody's trying to get him to admit that he has a, a role or a cameo in it. Yeah. So he didn't do that. But uh, I have a, a rather lengthy quote, but it's from Bruce Campbell. So it's certainly worth reading. He says, uh, for Doctor Strange, everyone is at the mercy of what Marvel is going to do and this backlog of movies that they're going to do now. So I think it won't be until 2021 in terms of when they start filming. Marvel has to figure this all out. They have to figure out what movies they are going to do next. 
what movies they are going to delay, what movies they are going to uh, S-H-I-T can, Bruce Campbell, uh, needing to swear jar himself, what <laughs> movies they are going to advance and speed up, you know, the, and how the marketplace is ever fluid. Yeah, I mean, I think that they, they've sort of bought themselves a good you know six extra months because of of the delay of black widow and the sort of domino effect of that but very excited uh, about whatever that is that's another one though uh zia uh, and rachel obviously that we don't really know what that's going to be because we're told it's going to be kind of a horror feel and yeah. rachel what do you think about sam raimi being the uh the guy behind the camera i'm a huge fan of anything sam raimi does so i am excited for this um, I, yeah, I know we're going to talk about, um, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, a little bit of other, a couple of other things with him later, but, so I don't want to get too far ahead of us, but, um, in terms of, um, Dr. Strange, it, what's interesting to me is that, you know, even going back to 2016, when the first Dr. Strange came out, it was, um, the director, Scott Derrickson pitched Dr. Strange, the first one as a horror film. Um, but it was, they didn't, you know, it was decided, no, we're, we're not, we're not going to go in that direction. And so now the fact that we are going to get it the way that it was kind of intended to be, um, from the first movie, I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do with this. And I feel like we're really going to, there's more that they can do with this when they are actually going in the genre that they were planning all along. Zia, if they said, Hey, you're not going to be able to see any more Marvel movies, but we're going to still make Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. How do you feel about that? Well, I would be sad because there are other things I want to see. Uh, Blade, first of all. Oh, Give me yeah. Blade. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, that is one of the ones that I'm much yeah. more excited about. Like, I'm probably one of the most excited about that movie. Again, as Rachel said, and, and we've been sort of talking about, it's just different. Like, yeah. and, and I know that I'm excited to see Eternals for that reason as well. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know that much about the Eternals. I haven't read a ton of Eternal storylines. I actually haven't read any Eternal storylines. So I'm just mostly uh, excited that it's going to be a, just a different tone and a different thing. And it's going to have a different feel. And I think Marvel needs to do that coming up in this next phase, which is what they're doing. That's what they're planning on. And so the, I think that's what I'm looking, to, looking forward to more than anything. But yeah, Doctor Strange, uh, it's just... I want to see him lean into the horror more. And I hope yeah. they let Sam Raimi take that and run with it a little bit, even though I think, I do think that that's why uh, Scott Derrickson exited the project. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're right. And I think what I'm really excited for too um, is the rumors about the multiple ghost writers appearing in Doctor Strange 2. I am so excited for as, this. As long as one of them's Nicolas Cage, then- Yeah, uh, well, Johnny, Johnny Blaze will return. <laughs> um to. I really, I hope they go with Cosmic Ghost Rider because yeah. I would love to see this, you know, alternate reality with Frank Castle as one of the Ghost Riders. I, I really hope so. And that's the beautiful thing about Doctor Strange is that, and, and the multiverse in general, and whenever you have this kind of situation and like, I know we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later and I really want to <laughs> say something now, but I won't. Um, but in terms of Doctor Strange, the beautiful thing is that you can play with alternate realities without messing too much with the canon um, yeah. so i, I no, really want to see if them do cosmic ghost rider with frank castle as ghost rider we obviously have the perfect actor and of course i'm talking about dolph lundgren who played the punisher in 1987 that's obviously <laughs> who we're talking about well, i mean obviously why were we talking about anyone else no uh, there's no one else <laughs> uh keeping it on the topic of horror you know we've got sort of a sort of a a, a light release in that we should expect hellstrom on Hulu 
in October. And we got a logo for that. If uh, Ryan can put that up when he has a moment, it's really, it's, it just, you're like, okay, yeah, that looks cool. It's kind of all we have. We still don't know that much about it. We know that they finished it uh, before the shutdown and, you know, they were just uh, doing post-production on it. You know, again, this is one of those properties that's not as particularly well-known. It was supposed to be a one-two punch along with a Ghost Rider show. Interestingly, they kept this one. Uh, Rachel, how familiar are you with uh, Hellstrom? And what does that do for your know or don't know? How excited are you for it? Very excited. I'm pretty familiar with Hellstrom as a character. Um, I, for anyone who's watching this who isn't familiar, um, he, he's been around since 1974, so this is not a new character by any means. Um, what I find very fascinating is that he was part of the, the production of the show is, is one of the tell is one of the Marvel TV shows from the Jeff Loeb time period. And so it's from what I've read about the production, this the only one of the reasons why this has kind of carried over, even though we've had a lot of Marvel TV cancellations since they took over, is the fact that it was already in production and it was kind of, you know, it was already like too late for them to be able to cancel it, even if anyone wanted to. Um, so I'm very excited to see what they do with this. Um, and I want to see, I, yeah, I just want to see what they do with him as a character. There's so much potential. Um, this is another universe, but I, I love when they have characters like this, like Lucifer from DC, sure. one of my yeah, favorites. Absolutely. So I, I want to see what they do with Hellstrom. Uh, Zia, we all know that you're like 80% demon. So you're probably super <laughs> excited to see some of your friends and family on the show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this, this character... I wasn't super familiar with until I heard about the show and then I yeah. spent a bunch of time looking into it. And I really, I like the character. I love the concept. I love the idea. I think that there's a really cool story there. The only part that I am, is trepidatious a word? Does that, does that work? Trepidatious. You had trepidatious. most of the letters correct. You were just <laughs> off by one, yeah. By one. Um, I, that's a, the one thing that I would be a little bit nervous about is, is how, they, how they do it. I don't yeah. want another cloak and dagger. Hey, <laughs> on our hands come on. I'm, it's, I'm hoping that it, because it's on Hulu I just I'm curious to see the tone and the direction they take with it and the actors because that's really important the writing the scripts like those are the things that I'm gonna be waiting because the story and all of that I love I'm interested in it's when you start to get into sort of the execution and how it's gonna turn out that's when I'm like mm, and and I'm just I'm, I'm nervously waiting to see how that well, how that turns out well, I guarantee the soundtrack will be better than Cloak and Dagger. I, I, I just, so. I, I can't imagine because that was for free for him. Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, lots of excitement. And always, you know, please let us know in the chat. Uh, is there anybody that uh, is super excited? And also, if you're like, no, I'm not going to watch Hellstrom because it has a naughty word in the title. Will you tell us that too? We want to hear. <laughs> we want to hear all the different like, opinions. What naughty word? And then I mean, H-E-double yeah. hockey sticks. AKA where Zia was born. But there's only one L, so technically speaking, that's great. That's true. That's but true. yeah, yeah. You can, you know, if they had moved it over to Disney Plus, it probably would have been called Hextrum, though. Just to <laughs> make sure that nobody got upset. And I think, look, it being for Hulu, I think is is why you can feel 
confident that it should be if if it was moving over to disney plus i'm like okay great now they want like you know eight-year-olds to be able to watch it so right uh, that wouldn't we'll be good arkimo did say in the chat <laughs> faxia thank you i'm just reading this because he agreed with me uh but oh, but i agree with this next part of what he said uh hopefully they lean more toward legion and doom patrol type of tone rather than cloak and dagger which i just think fits better for that charles lee says i like cloak and dagger which is cool but it which is totally fine i just don't think that that's, it should fit in with this no yeah and guy. and you know uh legion is very near and dear to uh to our hearts uh, i don't know uh, if you watched legion uh rachel but uh, z and i actually met on the uh, legion after show and i basically uh have forced her to do shows with me ever since uh, <laughs> because uh, because i've got a i've got a little shadow king that lives in the back <laughs> of my head and uh is very persuasive Yep. And, and somehow here I am two years later, like how the hell did this happen? And sorry, Rachel, <laughs> I spoke over you when you were saying uh, if you had watched Legion or not. I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was great. It's uh, yeah. so it was such a unique thing. And I was just so excited that it was from that source material that we got such a great show. Uh, you know, we, we referenced briefly Disney plus uh, obviously uh, people who watched the Mandalorian and watched our Mandalorian after show over and after Buzz TV they know that uh, Deborah Chow was a was a great director over there. There's talks for her to do an MCU film. She also did, uh, in addition to Mandalorian, she did episodes of Jessica Jones, and everybody knows my favorite Iron Fist. So uh, I, I think it would be. I think look, she's great, and I know uh, that there's talks for her to do something in the uh, Star Wars universe. I think that she, you know she can put something on on her plate for after that for the MCU. There's no reason that she can't after star wars do it what were you going to say about that rachel you seem excited about deborah chow <laughs> because she is her next big project is the obi-wan kenobi series so i'm very excited i think she is amazing i am so hyped at the idea that she might be directing um captain marvel 2 the idea of it i think would it would just be she's brilliant so i think that would be wonderful i also love the fact that we're getting another female director um, and I think that's very important, especially right now. So I really hope that this happens for a Marvel movie. Would you, Zia, we know that uh, Captain Marvel 2 is not uh, high up on your list of uh, of expectations. But if you heard like, oh, that's the movie they got Deborah Chow to do. Do you feel like, all right, maybe, you know, would you be convinced that there's a better chance that you might in- enjoy it? if uh, she was involved. Yeah, no, that actually would be a bit of a game changer. I would at least be more, not open to watching it because I'm definitely going to go watch it, obviously, but maybe more excited to watch it because I don't know if the first movie, the problem that I had with it was, you know, a lot of it might've been the writing, a lot of it might've been the directing. So maybe if, you know, it's not necessarily the character that I didn't like. I don't really like the way Brie Larson portrayed her, but again, maybe that's not her fault either. So maybe if we get a new direction on it and get a, dig into the character a little bit more and make me give a crap about her, I mean, you know, say that, then maybe it'll be something that'll be cool. Maybe I'll like it more. So yeah, it would definitely make me more excited. I love everything Deborah, Deborah Chow has done. She's just, she's so fantastic. So I feel like if she got her hands on Captain Marvel, I'd be, yeah. I'd be down. Rachel, do you think that would be a good project for her, Captain Marvel too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I completely understand what Zia's saying. I think I liked Captain Mar- Captain Marvel a little more than you did, though, Zia. Um, but it also could be the fact that Clark Gregg was in it, <laughs> and I'm a huge fan, and so that automatically made the movie better uh, for me. Um, but <laughs> but great point. Um, I think that I do think that there were elements of Captain Marvel that um, 
really like, you know, reinforce this idea that uh, one, the fact that there's a female protagonist who doesn't have a romance. I thought that was great because I, I don't, I think that it kind of, it becomes this cliche thing that every single character, one has to have a romance, but then two, if you get a female character, oh, automatically they're going to be with someone. So I loved the fact that she was not with anyone. It was very refreshing. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, getting to know her better, it'll help when people sit down for Captain Marvel too, that, you know, we'll have seen her in two movies and, uh, you know, they don't have to do quite so much backstory. You know, I mean, part of that movie was setting up the fact that it was in the nineties and theoretically this is going to be a more modern story. Well, let's, uh, inch a little closer to our main topic and, uh, let's talk about J. Jonah Jameson, uh, during an interview. And let me give credit to Sirius XM's the Jess Cagle show. I don't know that show, but they're able to get J.K. Simmons on. Very nice. Yeah. And he said, well, yeah, I'll be back as J. Jonah Jameson. That's the short answer. There Mm -hmm. is a future for J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, He showed up very briefly for those who saw him in the credits of Far From Home. There's one more J. Jonah Jameson appearance in the can. And from what I'm hearing, there's plan for another. So hopefully J. Jonah Jameson will continue now and forever. I agree with that. We unfortunately are not going to get Stan Lee cameos anymore. How about yeah. J. Jonah Jameson cameos and everything? And I don't mean oh, you know, just Marvel's movie, Marvel movies. No, I mean every movie that ever comes out. <laughs> he'll be in a Star Wars movie as J. Jonah Jameson. He'll be in a he'll he'll be in a World War One movie as J. Jonah Jameson's maybe his grandfather. It's fine. We need him in everything. But yeah. what movies do we think it's most likely that he has filmed a cameo oh. for already? I'll ask you first, Rachel. I'll keep my big mouth shut until after I let the ladies speak. Doctor Strange too. I mean, it would make to me that would make sense because of the multiverse aspect. Sure. You can get away with it. Um, also, into the Spider Verse, I feel like they did so much with the different, you know, different universe, different, you know, um, like the different multiverses and how you could have diff- kind of like what they do in DC um, with having, you know, doppelgangers and people from different Earths. I feel like that would be a great way to bring. J. Jonah Jameson back in, but honestly, um, just the fact that he was in Spider-Man Far From Home, and we know, for everyone not familiar, that uh, J.K. Simmons first portrayed J. Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man, which is how I know him, Um, and so I, like, honestly, if they find a reason to bring him in, any reason at all, just do it. I will not be mad. Like, you know, like Christian said, just have him, just have J. Jonah Jameson have J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Well, yeah, that's the key. Cameo in everything. And, yeah. And, and that's kind of the beauty because they didn't have J. Jonah Jameson in the Andrew Garfield movies, either of them. But he did get an email from Jameson and it came back instantly when he wrote, hey, maybe Spider-Man's not that bad. And you see it's a reply from J. Jonah Jameson. He's like, wrong. And that's all it said. <laughs> and you could see, see J.K. Simmons' face. So it was like, yeah, they, they kept that alive. Yeah, uh, Zia, yeah. what movie do you think he's already filmed his, uh, his appearance in? I mean, Into the Spider-Verse was one that I was thinking of too, Rachel. I just feel like that would be awesome and it would make so much sense. Yeah. I, I'm going to suspect it's live action, though, that he's that he's filmed. But yeah, I mean, he certainly could be Jameson in, in Into the Spider-Verse. I was trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to think of something well, outside let, of... Well, you think about it. Let me just say, pr- from a practical production standpoint, I think it's Morbius. Because we know that that's done. And that <sighs> is a sense. Spider-Man universe. 
and forgot you know, about that. there's there's a vampire running around uh, New York. So I, I think, and that's why I think he, it's a great oh. character to use in so many movies. He's in the media. He's going to be commenting on anything. You know, so there yeah. isn't anything that goes on that you can't use Jameson. In. Now, maybe they did shoot something for, for a different movie. Maybe it is Black Widow. Who knows? But I feel like most likely, and when they're talking about maybe I'll be in another one, probably venom too that's sort of the I, that's what i was just gonna yeah. say i was gonna say maybe venom too yeah because that's yeah. that that would also make sense because it's within that universe you're right and he could just pop up anywhere he's in the media it doesn't matter yeah. where you put him it would fit well yeah. uh and i i uh i was gonna say i'm sorry i stole your thunder when you were gonna say venom too but it actually yeah, felt good thanks. because we haven't done a show together in so long Son it felt a- good to step on what you were gonna say but we're talking about J. jonah jameson and he's this great iconic supporting character for spider-man and we want to talk about some of our favorite supporting characters and i had to kind of put a little caveat on here this is non-costume but also non-powered non-powered non-costume because i'm saying not tony stark but maybe you want to pick happy that's fine so you know you know like hawkeye technically doesn't have power so i'm not talking about those guys i'm sort of talking more about uh, more about your 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 supporting characters and uh, Zia. Since I I didn't do a good job of letting you talk last time, why don't I let you go first? Um, Rachel, uh, what I, do you think? <laughs> I, was <waiting laughs> no, go ahead, I was waiting for that. I know you were. I didn't uh, even have anything coming out for real. Uh, Foggy Nelson, course, has to be number one. Love Foggy. Foggy. He's Foggy Bear. A, Foggy Bear. He's such a good character. You just He's can't great. help but absolutely love him. Uh, I am going to say this and I know that you're going to disagree with me because, and I mean, I can't, I know I can't say J. Jonah Jameson, but, but besides him, cause he's sure. obviously up there yeah. is, uh, is Gwen Stacy. Cause I know that you're a Mary Jane guy, which is another reason why I hate you. So Gwen yeah, look, Stacy. I, very clearly, I don't like blondes like I, at all. Obviously. Yeah. Redheads are the way to go. Obviously. 100%. God damn it. <laughs> if I'd only met you when my hair was red, maybe you would have liked me. <laughs> Um, but I just, I like that she's a very smart character and I like that. I mean, I, I, I like that her romance with, with Peter Parker too. I really like that. Um, and I like, I like Karen Page a lot too. Yeah. And of course, Karen Page from the comics, a very different character. Yeah. uh, I I like that Karen Page druggie. We got to see a little bit of that in a flashback on Daredevil when it was when she was car- when she was like party Karen Page like off yeah. of college, but yeah the uh, the the heroin addict heroin, Karen Page yeah. who who sells out Matt Murdock's secret identity to the kingpin, yikes! But I do love Karen as a character, but I thought she was so great in uh, in in the TV series, and uh, Deborah Ann Wall like her name's always out there. I, I don't know why she's not on another show yet, but she should be. Uh, so Rachel. Um, I feel like I have a I have an idea where you might head, but who are your favorite non-costume, non-powered uh, supporting characters? I'm gonna list four because I think my my three don't really count because they're not supporting. Okay. <laughs> my but my my fourth one is Darcy Lewis from Thor. Oh um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, she's very smart, um, always ahead of the game. Um, and I also really love Kat Dennings as an actress. Yes. So I would say her first and she feels supporting to me, but, 100%, yes. but the three people that I first thought of when you asked this question, um, Gemma Simmons, which who she is not supporting, but she no. is, you know, she doesn't have any doesn't powers have, or, and, and no at costume. least not yet. At least not yet. Yeah. And Leopold. Leopold Fitz, same situation. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then, and then Peggy Carter, same situation. Oh, 
No yeah, Clark Gregg because he's elite. Well, That's why you can't pick him. And technically, he's an LMD now who yeah, has powers. You're so right. I can't pick he's him anymore. Yeah, right. but otherwise, I would pick him. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, I think in addition to uh, you know all these names that uh, go around, uh, I I like there. So there's two Jarvises. There's the Jarvis from oh, yeah. the, the Peggy Carter TV show, but there's yes. also the comic book Jarvis who was the Avengers Butler. I love that Jarvis. I love that they had a Butler, and uh, you know he he's able to hold his own a couple of times, like when the uh, when the Avengers when Avengers Mansion was. Uh, was uh, overtaken by supervillains, you know? So he's sort of, you know, think of like uh, Alfred Pennyworth. He's sort of like that level of character, but just nowhere near as well known. So uh, I like him. And, uh, you know, I am going to go with Aunt May because if you think about how important Aunt May is in, in, P- in Petey's life, I don't even know why I called him Petey, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think that's uh, very important. But, you know, Spider-Man alone has such a great cast of supporting characters. You, you really, I mean, you could, you could take, Flash Thompson, you know, there's there's so many that uh, that that we could get to, but uh, any in any case, I uh, wanted to. Uh, what's that? Sorry, Ryan in the booth. Yinsen. There is no Marvel universe without Yinsen from Iron Man One. He helps him build the suit in the cave. There is no MCU without Yinsen. That's a very very That's very good point. Justice Ryan. for Yinsen. <laughs> That's such a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that uh, obviously, you know, I mentioned Happy in passing, but how great is he? And I mentioned John Favreau because when you're talking about Foggy Nelson, that Foggy Nelson is also great. The John Favreau Foggy Nelson from the Ben Affleck uh, uh, Daredevil movie. How about um, the fact that with, without Howard Stark, there'd really be not much of anything there's, either. There's no MCU, so. exactly. And I, 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 again, I like both Howard Starks. I like, I like John Slattery. Slattery. I like Domin. Yeah. Yeah, they're both great. I, I like I'm, that we, I like, I like preacher Howard Stark, and I like Roger from Mad Men, uh, Howard Stark. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in a moment, uh, we'll be uh, joined uh, by a guest, and we're going to talk about uh, WandaVision. There's a, a report. Before we get to our guest, there's a report that Evan Peters would play a role in WandaVision. And man, if he plays Quicksilver, whereas like the her brother Quicksilver, Aaron Johnson, died in Ultron, what a cool multiverse sort of a thing. Uh, Zia, your eyes uh, bugged out to Quicksilver size. Uh, what do you think about that idea? <laughs> I'm just so exciting. He is the one, as I keep saying, he is the one true Quicksilver. He was the best. He was the best thing about all of those movies that were very mediocre. But Quicksilver was. Uh, he, well, I mean, oh, he you wasn't mean even the the, uh, the more recent X Men movies. You yeah, feel like, yeah. Uh, you, you, I, I'd say that you're right, except for Days of Future Past. Come on, that one was. No, you're right. Good. That one that that was really especially, good. But... Especially the Rogue cut. But yeah, but no, I, I, he. I think he's the thing that's most likely to survive the uh, the Disney merger. Um, yeah. What do you think about uh, Evan Peters in, in WandaVision, uh, Rachel? I mean, I'm really excited. I'm excited for WandaVision in general. So mm-hmm. I just, this phase of the Marvel Universe, I think is going to be super exciting. Um, I'm a huge fan of Wanda as a character. So I really don't care what they do with it. I just want it to come out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm, yes. yeah, that, that, those are my thoughts. Just, you know, hashtag Please come out. Like that's Please come out. Yeah. He is well, 100% with you. That's the show yeah. I'm most excited to watch, and Rachel. Yeah. I cannot the, wait. The, the show's going to come out, but uh interestingly enough, there's what? a little bit of a of a legal issue 
that has come up in their attempts to merchandise it. So this would be when we bring in a, our guest briefly. Uh, and it is uh, someone who I like to refer to now and forever as the Marvel Movie News Chief Legal Correspondent, uh, Jason <laughs> hey. Blair, who is an uh, intellectual property attorney at Fleckman and McGlynn in Austin, Texas. And prior to that, he was a trademark attorney at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Very exciting line of work. But uh, I, Jason has a number of times been on my personal podcast, The Blackcast. And whenever there's anything to do with intellectual property, uh, I, I don't, I've never seen you get more excited than when, when IP comes up. So welcome yeah. to the show, first of all, Jason. And this, this is Rachel. And, and as a fan of The Blackcast, I know you know Zia. Yeah, good to meet you guys. And uh, it, thanks for giving me an opportunity to put a uh, jacket and tie on ever since COVID started. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so what we want to talk about is Marvel, well, Disney wants to trademark this term WandaVision to do some merchandising right. with it. And uh, there's a problem there because there's a, uh, that trademark has been challenged by a company, uh, a Chinese company called the Wanda Group. Now, there's a very specific reason, and maybe people have heard of the Wanda Group. The Wanda Group owns AMC movie theaters. So they have, a, they have a very vested interest. And if you own a movie theater chain, the idea of WandaVision, that could very well be something that you know, maybe you have sitting around. So uh, uh, Jason, I, I presented you with this case and uh, tell me what you think about it. And uh, if... I don't think there's any re way that the WandaVision show doesn't come out, isn't named WandaVision, but does this mean that we don't get our WandaVision t-shirts that we're all looking for? Uh, most likely that's the case. It's interesting that the uh, the story made a big issue about AMC um, movie theaters because looking at the uh, procedure of the case, of course, I opened up all the applications and, and what's interesting is Wanda, the parent company, their main business is eyewear. Uh, that's where they got started. They have a trademark registration for Wanda for glasses, uh, sunglasses, basically uh, lenses. And so if you kind of think about Wanda vision, uh, that's, you know, I think that's very interesting. Less so, I haven't seen a lot of talk about the fact that they also are the parent company of AMC theaters. So so, th so this eats right into Disney's plan to acquire lens crafters and rename them all WandaVision for a way to promote the series. Exactly. Um, um, that was that yeah. was what Bob Iger wanted to do on his way out, and uh, got, got hung up with this legal challenge. Okay. Right. Right. Um, so the, the way it tends to work with, uh, especially somebody like Disney, is when you apply for a trademark, it's not just the mark itself, it's also the, the field of use uh, that you're using it in. And so one good example was that you can have an identical mark as someone else if you're in an unrelated business. I mean, if you know, you're Apple computers, somebody else has got Apple and they're like a landfill company, uh, you know, very rarely are people gonna consider that to be confusing. So what you do is you apply uh, to, to apply your trademark to a particular class of goods and services. There's 45 classes of goods and services under the trademark law. So the main one that Disney usually always applies for and any media company applies for is class 41, which is entertainment services. And then they'll basically provide a laundry list of the type of entertainment services that they want that trademark to attach to. Um, also uh, class nine, which is uh, sort of entertainment products like your your dvds your your videos your downloadable uh things that you purchase so uh but 
those have actually not been approved yet. They're still sort of making their way through the application process. But what Disney does is they will also go ahead and if, depending on whether they think it's going to be a big seller, apply for the mark in a lot of different classes too. So a uh, class 28, which is the one which is in, in the uh, story, that's uh, it's like sporting goods, recreational equipment, balls and playground equipment, things like that, like kids toys are in there. Um, so obviously the action figures and things like that. And then also class 25, which is the, the clothing. Um, and the only one that has actually gone through the whole process at the patent and trademark office and been granted approval so far is this class 28 application for, um, for toys and, and action figures right. and stuff. Uh, when they approve it, anybody can, uh, there's a 30 day period at which someone could say, well, we intend to, uh, a challenge this mark. And so, so during that 30 day period, the Wanda group has basically filed a, a notice that they intend to challenge the mark. They haven't actually presented any formal complaint yet uh, or given any kind of reasoning as to why uh, they've just basically given notice to the right. court that they will be challenging it. So uh, what the arguments are, uh, you know, that remains to be seen, but just kind of looking at it, you're just sort of, well, they, they own a registration uh, for, like I said, glasses and eyewear. Uh, Wanda has also applied for things like clothing uh, and, and things like that. So I don't know if they're necessarily going to challenge the, the Class 41 application for the TV show for the entertainment services, uh, but it could definitely be a problem for them if they want to get into, uh, you know, even if it's like kids' sunglasses or eyewear. Right. And, and, well, let, let me so uh, odds are there there it doesn't seem like there'd be any reason that the show wouldn't be called that it seems to really be right. more merchandising and right. when it's a chinese company in a u like is that a u.s court that decides it is it a is it a chinese lawsuit or, or how did how does that work because it's an american company be, that wants to do it right yeah it, it this yeah. is in the united states so the yeah. the the chinese company they have their trademark based on use here in the united states they probably have various trademarks in other countries too but Trademarks are just national. So uh, in this case, they're challenging the U.S. application. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney's applied for WandaVision in a lot of other countries as well. And that's always just, you know, yeah. it, its own ball of, ball of wax there too. So that, that this could be something where they're challenging it in the U.S. courts. They might challenge it in China if, if uh, you know, Disney's filed there. Well, so, go ahead. Go ahead, Rachel. No, just a quick question then. So theoretically, if they if they stick with the class 41 as WandaVision, which sounds right. like they can, right. can they just change their name for the separate field um, so that they can file, well, you know, a trademark on, yeah. Well, I mean, they could, they could always have a different mark in a different class, but obviously that's what they're wanting to tie it into the show. So, I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you change the spelling or change, you know, change the, the name of it to be something, you know, and it's not probably just changing the S to a Z and, you know, it still kind of sounds the same. You'd need it to be different enough from Wanda, but realistically what this usually happens is they, they make this challenge and then rarely does it actually get to court. Most of the time, this is when the lawyers are, I guarantee you the Disney lawyers are frantically talking to the Wanda uh, eyewear lawyers and saying, what do you want for this? And they'll come out with some, sort of agreement that's either, you know, we'll give you X amount of dollars to use it, or maybe they could get into a, a cross licensing thing where like you're right. saying, they've got all of a sudden you go into the Wanda glasses store and they, they've got Wanda vision 
licensed uh, merchandise that yeah. they really do didn't you, pay for. Do you want Paul Bettany to do an in-store appearance? Right. In, in the <laughs> exactly. <costume? laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, Paul Bettany at all lens crafters. And, uh, he's going to have to do a tour. Well, uh, right. Jason, we appreciate the insight and uh, I hope that this case drags on because it'll give us an excuse to have you uh, back on a number sure. of times as our chief legal correspondent. And again, Jason is an intellectual property attorney at Fleckman and McGlynn in Austin, Texas. Before I let you go, we were talking about J. Jonah Jameson. And mm, yeah. I know that uh, your kids are a big fan of Marvel's, what is it? Called? It's uh, Marvel Spider-Man on Disney Marvel XD. Marvel Spider-Man, right? right. And who is the character that uh, they've gotten in trouble for uh, imitating the uh, volume and some of the content of things that he says? They, they, they love J. Jonah Jameson. Anytime they see, it was funny is that anytime they see J.K. Simmons on a farmer's ad, they know it's him and they just start yelling, J. Jonah Jameson! As loud as it's him. But, That's amazing. You know, they're five years old and they, you know, they yell all the time. So I don't know if they're trying to mimic him or if that's just their natural voice. But uh, Yeah. And by the way, when he says they're five years old, he has three, he has triplets. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you were very happy to be able to step away. I saw one of them running behind you, but. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's always action here. We, we almost had one of those uh, viral moments. Anyway, Jason, <laughs> uh, thank you for your time. Uh, we, uh, I hope there's more legal uh, expertise to have you uh, back on, but uh, we appreciate it. Uh, don't no follow him on Twitter at Jason P. Blair because he never tweets, but I he's there. Tweet. So you can look for him if you would like. <laughs> anyway, thanks again, Jason Blair. Thanks. And thank uh, Zia, I know it's also, uh, you're about to turn back into a pumpkin. So uh, Zia, thank you so much for uh, coming back. I hope that uh, we're able to see you most weeks uh, coming up. We've got so much fun stuff to talk about, but if people want to keep in touch with you, where do they find you, Zia Landerson? Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Zia land, just X-I-A-L-A-N-D. And that's a fun time because we play video games, eat food and drink coffee. It's a fun, it's a fun stream. So come hang what, out. What, give us one snack that you've had on there recently that was really good. Ooh, I had these uh, jalapeno popper cheese puffs that yeah. were, I think by hers was the brand. Yep. Holy deliciousness. I already ate the whole thing. I, I, think, that's, <laughs> I think hers is a brand that's uh, very popular in Pennsylvania where Rachel's from because I see those in yeah. Wawa all the time. I've, uh, I've been to the hers factory. Of course you have. That's why we're all here. <laughs> uh, anyway, Many uh, Zia, Zia, thank you so much. We'll uh, hopefully see you next week. Yep, uh, we'll see you next Rachel, week. Rachel, now that leaves us with, Bye, uh, unfortunately, only a Bye, few Zia. minutes, but I want to let you sort of decompress on up through okay. episode five. And keep in mind, tonight over on AfterBuzz TV at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. After Show, we're going to talk about episode five. So you can see yes. us, Tehran and Katie. We're all going to talk about that episode. But just sort of general... And I know you only have a few minutes, so I'll mostly stay yeah. out of your way. What are your cool. thoughts so far on the season? <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, I have to say that season seven, episode four, which was shot entirely in black and white. And I loved it. Had it. A very, yeah, I know it was I like, said I was going to stay out of your way, but I loved it. Yes, and it was like terror, Tower of Terror, like, you know, noir feel. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love this. I love the fact that every episode, they have a new title sequence. And that it always reflects whatever it is they're, you know, paying homage to. So um, episode four was definitely, it's going to be one of my favorites just because I love that time period. I love noir. So um, I love the fact that Daniel Sousa is back. I was screaming because I was predicting. So here's my thoughts is that 
we know that for anyone who didn't watch Agent Carter, which you should definitely watch it because it was amazing. There were only two seasons. Um, it, we and know they're both the on end, Disney Plus, by the way. So And they're both on Disney Plus. You, you don't have amazing. to look around for them. You just find them right there. I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. I love Agent Carter. This The series and the character. Yes. And like Jarvis, you were mentioning him earlier, is amazing. The whole cast is amazing, but I loved seeing Jarvis. Um, so in any case, we know at the end of season two of Agent Carter that Peggy and Daniel actually get together. We This is like late 40s though. So we don't know. This is 1955 in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we don't know what's happened since. So my theory is that this is Daniel Souza. I was assuming he was going to go into the future, which is what we saw happen. My theory if you remember Christian, the actor who plays Daniel Souza was also in the Avengers. He had one line, he played a cop. I have a theory that it actually is Daniel Souza that we see in 2011 Avengers. Wow. And that what they did was they brought Daniel Souza's character into the future. He ends up staying in the future. Uh, I guess at some point he decides he wants to be a cop and he happens to see New York in 2011 with the well, Avengers. Well, that is my theory. I, hope I it love happens. that theory. He even mentioned uh, last night that he doesn't know that he wants to keep jumping forward in time. So maybe he stays yeah. in the 70s, you know? Maybe. Um, and that title sequence, I loved the ending yeah. with Jeff Ward. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's such I was a like, great wow. 70s. And I, I also love uh, Enoch pulling up in the seventies car, you know, it's a, uh, I love the, the whole seventies feel, but that, that film noir episode last week, it was, it was one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time to like mm-hmm. stick with a black and white episode on network television in 2020. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think it's great. It's a, it's a bold choice. And uh, I love the story. I loved Clark Gregg's narration for something my wife's working on. We're actually watching a lot of film noir right now. So it would fit oh, right yeah. into, uh, you know, to, to some Philip Marlowe stuff that we had just watched. Yes. So uh, the yeah, best, I, the best genre. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> my favorite anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think that uh, they've done so much fun stuff this season. You can tell they're just sort of, they're really going for it. They're having fun. And it seems like, you know, the cast is getting to do fun stuff, you know, may, is very different this year, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. she's, they're, they're dressing her different. They're having her, the only way to get Melinda May to experience emotions is to force them on her, which I think is kind of a funny little wrinkle. Uh, <laughs> awkward banter she has with uh, Colson LMD. So uh, yeah, and uh, oh, poor Enoch. We were talking yeah. about it on the, sh- the after show last week. Uh, people were very upset that they kept leaving Enoch behind when they would uh, jump in time, you know? And he kept saying, like, here's, here's my other thing is that he kept saying that he was alone. He didn't have any friends. Um, I feel like not necessarily Enoch, even though we were just talking about him, the references to back to the future have been especially, um, they've been especially thick in these last two episodes, Um, especially when we look at Wilford. Um, And that was one of the things I noted here is that literally Malik says something along the lines of, I had a notion you would turn up just like they said you would. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is Biff from Back to the Future too, yeah, from the, the future Biff. The yeah. old version of me told me I might see you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. That, yeah, exactly. The old man said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and- how, how upsetting is it to you that we have now watched five episodes and not even fits. a whiff of fits? <laughs> I'm very upset. Um, here's my problem with that. I understand that Simmons can't be with him, but this is the last season. And just from a fan perspective, 
we're really not going to get Ian in this. I mean, for five episodes, at, this at is least. the last season. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and also, they could have given him, you know, I mean, like he was in season six. I mean, they gave him an Enoch storyline. They gave him his own story. Yeah. So he could be doing something else. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh, by the way, Cammy Egan says, I need to catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. These episodes sound terrific. It really has been. Yeah. I have definitely been critical on the sh- of the show in its run, but I'm really enjoying the, the last few seasons, really. But uh, this one in particular, it's just so fun every week. It, it is so different, and they're doing a lot of different things. Anytime you're going to put Patrick Warburton on my TV, I'm there, you know, mm-hmm. so that's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, I think that the fact that they have an ending and that they knew yeah. that this was ending, um, they there's a finality to it. And I just want to see what they do with Simmons in terms of what's happening to her. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I know we're running out of time. <laughs> we are running out of time, which yeah. is unfortunate because, uh, you know, but look, when you start talking patent law, it uh, it's it's actually a lot more exciting than you think it is. So uh, very exciting, especially uh, entertainment but- business. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but in any case, we will talk more S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, the weeks ahead on this show, but also, as I said, Thursdays at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific over on AfterBuzz. But uh, also, let's thank Jason Blair for joining us, our legal expert, and Zia Anderson, as she mentioned, you can follow her on Twitch at Zealand. Rachel, where can people find you? Uh, Two different places. You can either follow me on my acting social media at Rach Goodman or on my writing social media at Rachel Radner anywhere. <laughs> Easy enough. And, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And of course, uh, as I said on the Agents of Shield after show Tuesdays, uh, we have the Trump report and after buzz TV and keep your eyes peeled because uh, I'll be a part of the uh, after show for season two of the twilight zone, which dropped this morning on CBS All Access, all 10 episodes. So uh, I guess I know what I'm doing after I sign off. Anyway, (laughs) thanks so much to everybody in the chat. I'm sorry that uh, we didn't get you in to the show itself very much, but I'm going to spend some time looking at it now and we will uh, share some comments with everybody in there. So thanks again to everyone. Thanks to Rachel, Zia, Jason, and myself. And of course, Mr. Fantastic Ryan in the Baxter building. That's all the time for this week. We will see you next Thursday. Until then, as the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.